So, Minister, we've run every viable model through the computer, and it looks like there just are no easy solutions to this recession. Yeah, raising VAT, cutting VAT, raising interest rates. Raising interest rates and VAT, lowering income tax and raising VAT. None of it seems to really help. Have you tried kill all the poor? <laughs> Sir, with respect, you know, we've had this conversation before. I'm just saying, have you tried it? No, of course we haven't tried it. We're not going to try it. I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying run it through the computer, see if it would work. Whether it would work it is not the issue. So you think it might work? That's pretty right-wing. <laughs> no, I, I don't think it'll work. I think it might. It, it wouldn't. <laughs> Why not? Well, because they do all the... You know, they, they clean all... The, we need them for all the things that we don't fancy. Aren't you thinking of immigrants? Look, there's an easy solution to this, guys. Just run it through the computer and check. Well, no. I can't believe you haven't done it drunk as a joke. What? Well, just do it quickly. I'm not going to do it. Why not? Because it's offensive and evil. I don't see the objection. The computer's not going to be offended. Just run it through. The computer will say, no, it wouldn't help to kill all the poor, and I'll stop going on about it. Um. Right then. See? Satisfied? Have you tried raise VAT and kill all the poor? <laughs> Look, we're just fact-finding. Why do you so want to kill all the poor, sir? I don't want to do anything of the sort, but I think it's important to know that the poor... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Please remember to subscribe, to rate, and review us on the Apple iTunes app, on SoundCloud, on Google Play, on Amazon Music. If you just type us into Google, I'm sure you'll get some other sources. But also, if you do happen to use Spotify, I don't know what it is that you do on Spotify. But please, whatever it is that you do on Spotify, please go and do that. And of course, as if we never left... Even though we did leave for a little bit. We came right back. Well, if. Of course, I'm Jay. Who else could I be? You got a lot of monikers. It could be the Shamba God, Tracksuit, Javito. <laughs> Shaolin of Shambles. Just Shaolin of Shambles. Just Jay, like you said. It's a couple of them, man. You got some more. 2021 is going to bring some more. Damn. You know I hope there's some good ones. I, I in twenty twenty one, I hope to become lucky lefty. Oh well, okay, okay, okay. You're just throwing it out there. I like that one. I forget you're left handed. It's it's interesting. You write it with helps. your right hand and shoot with your left. Mm-hmm. I, I handle I handle um, cutlery with my left too. Okay. Okay. Huh. Interesting. I'm just really yeah interesting. Anyways, I don't even. You said you said your son's left handed though, right? He's everything left-handed. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, have you ever watched? Have you ever watched him write and just like, man, that shit just look weird as fuck. It's, it's man, it, but I see. I mean, everything he does kind of reminds me of my brother because my brother's left-handed, and when he does stuff, it's like, yeah, my brother. He he writes like my brother. It's yeah, it's it's strange. I mean, he can do things with his right hand. Things I'm fortunate to do with his right hand, but some people will tell you that I'm punishing him. But uh, <laughs> I just don't want him to be out there like James Harden. Like, bro, you got to go to your right sometimes, man. Yeah, like even like Trey came to the game and was like, you know, I think even Trey probably it didn't bother him that much because we seen other cats out there that was left hand and they was going hard left. And my son doesn't do that because funny or not, believe it or not, they set him up on the uh, on the left side 
So he has to go to his right in order to get to his left. It's weird. But them other kids out there, it don't matter where they are. They on their left, nigga. They going left. Like, it's something that's just hard left. And it's like, you stop them from going left, they can't do nothing. Can't do nothing. And it's funny because, like, whenever I play ball, I would prefer to be set up on the right side. So I got all of this, all of this whole half of the court to work with. And even if I didn't have that, I would bait you, you know, five or six dribbles to the right. That way I give myself more room to operate. And that's the key to it. A lot of like my son will do that. He'll he'll make you think you're going he going to the right. But some of these kids, they're not even going to lie to you. They ain't trying to go <laughs> like, bruh. And, and at the end of the day, left handed people are hard to guard anyway. So it's not like going to left is a bad thing. Left handed people are hard to guard. You can go left all day because nobody's going to stop you. But once you really realize it, and you just cut off that left, you know, you you limit a lot of these kids. But they're so good at going to the left, they're going to find a way, bro. They will find a way. That's where the Euro step comes in. Yeah. I mean, and see, I'm, I'm, from, I'm from that era where, like, if you got to the bucket, you throw, you land it up and you slap in the glass anyways. So by the time, like, like I played post, so even me getting using my right, if I'm close to the bucket, it doesn't matter which hand I'm, I'm using. doesn't matter. And that's how you it know, should be, really. Like you did all those mic and drills and and you know you practice your hook from with each hand going towards the middle and shit like that. It's like yeah, you know, if, when you're further away from the basket, your dominant hand for sure. But when you close up to it, you should be able to to do to use either one. Either one. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, they having a Pro Bowl? No. You sure? I, I I just I just happened to see you know I heard some on the radio that was like you know something something Pro Bowl Sunday and I'm like y'all really having a Pro Bowl I, I, I might be tripping I, I know they did like the selections if I'm not mistaken but at the same time it's kind of like why yeah I know yeah I mean if, if you're really that serious about limiting fan exposure it's like what is a Pro Bowl doing I mean although Hawaii is where they used to have it and Hawaii is an island that I think should have handled COVID fairly well, which they probably didn't because it's America. But um, yeah, I just I just thought they were having a a Pro Bowl, man. Anyways, I, I know the selection matters because you get you get bonuses and incentives in your contract tied to those things. So I, I know the selection matters. So they probably still did a selection, but I don't think they're doing the game. Even watching basketball last night, I, they were talking about the All Star voting. And then it was like, okay, we want to actually do a game in Atlanta, but just have it more condensed instead of without without all the fair, fanfare. Just do like a three point contest, a dunk contest, and the actual games. Which, but see, that's 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 ridiculous though, because people need to understand. Uh, they need to understand that All Star Weekend specifically is a that economic boost that comes with an All Star Weekend is wild. The yeah. economic boost that comes with a Super Bowl weekend is wild, and like you're 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 looking at it like, oh, you know, I'm still getting the game, but it's not about that. It's about those events that kids can't go to because of this bullshit. It's about you know stuff adults can't go to. You can't you know the uh, the uh, what do they call it the uh, meet and greets you can't go to. Like all that stuff is significant when it comes to you know you know boosting the economy to that city that's why they bid for these things if we're gonna do it like this i mean we might as well just have the super bowl and all-star weekend in the same city you know whatever city is willing to not give a damn florida uh or the state that is they should just have hey it. georgia doesn't give a damn either and i, I, I realized that. that 
I realize that driving back and forth between here and Texas, like you get in Georgia, masks are optional. It's wide open. I, like I tell you, I got that cousin that lives in Atlanta, and he's just out there wilding. Like Georgia, Georgia and Florida are basically wide open, even more wide open than Texas. They don't even have the signs on the door in Georgia. Like, hey, you need to put a mask on, but we ain't doing no tripping. They don't even have the signs up. Hey, man, you know how I feel about that. Like, you know, having conversations with people more and more because people pretty much know me now, especially hopping back on Instagram. Like, they, they, it's hilarious. They like, they know like I, I despise the COVID narrative, but at the same time, people know if they know me, they like, yeah, I know COVID nineteen is real, but come on, bro, like, it's not my responsibility to make sure that your grandma is healthy and safe. It's just not. I just, it's no nicer way to put it. It's not a mean way to put it. It's just, it is what it is. If your mother is in Georgia right now, she's in a place where masks are optional, guess what? She can wear a mask. Nobody's going to say anything to her. You know what I'm saying? If if, if she feels like going into, um, what's that spot uh, Jack Harlow and them went to? And Lou Williams? Uh, hot wings. <laughs> if grandma Magic go City. With, if grandma want to go to Magic City. Magic City. Dog, I mean, she got to understand she's going to have to put a mask on and she's going to have to social distance. And if she can't do that, she shouldn't be in Magic City. Tell, tell y'all, say y'all grandma sit down. But it's crazy how, how, how things have progressed because you will go out there and like, I'm, I, I put my mask on when I go out in public. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to fight. No. The dumb thing in my apartment complex, they said, hey, you need to start wearing your mask in all these common areas, and whether you in the hallways, the elevators, they said another. And I was like, that makes sense. But at the same time, it's like, that's a hassle for me because I keep my mask in the car because <laughs> that's when I'm going places. Mm-hmm. I don't keep I don't keep any in the house. And so, but in, when I go out and I go to the grocery store and I go to these places and I see people without a mask, it's like, I, I notice it more now. And it's not like I'm like, oh, shit, this person ain't got a mask on. It's just like, oh, this person doesn't have a mask on. All right, whatever. That's their choice. But a lot of people say, oh, my God, this person doesn't have a mask on. I feel so worried and this, this, and the other. And even when this, when it was every, all this first started, I was on a flight. Where was I going? I probably was going to Texas. I don't go any fucking place else. But um, we were on the shuttle, and this girl, she didn't have her mask on, and these people started you know, ban- bothering her. I was like, hey, you know, you're going to put it on. You're going to put it on. And you know, to the point where she was just like, fuck it, I'm putting it on. And they, you know, white people ganged up on her. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a mandate, this, this, and this. But I'm looking, it's like, you got your mask on. You got your mask on. You got your mask on. It's her and your two-year-old daughter that don't have masks on. If you put a mask on your daughter, then everything should be fine, right? You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be up her ass about nothing. Mm-hmm. But because you made the choice for your daughter not to wear a mask, now you gotta inalienate somebody else's rights. If you if you stay the fuck away from them, you also solve that problem. You should be social distancing. We, we, I mean, were, on saying, we were on the we were on the parking ride shuttle. I but mean, then, you should, like you, you said, you could have drove space. and parked at the gate. You could park yeah. at the terminal if you that worried. Yeah, personal space. If you that if, once again, if grandma worried about catching the virus, she shouldn't be in Magic City. I mean, I don't know. I don't understand. You know, tell Grandma Stout to be live. I mean, she shouldn't be in there because it's 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 a super spreader, as they call it. V you know, live took up a social security check. Oh, man. Don't let that happen to Grandma. Don't let that happen to Grandma. But I mean, it, 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 everybody listening, just understand that. In my personal opinion, mask, um, 
they're what people call security theater. With that being said, I mean, it's really, they're doing all this stuff with the intention of actually providing security, but it's really not, it's not providing the security you think. Because if you look at masks today, really people are treating masks like the vaccine before the vaccine. And now the vaccine is really looking like a mask. Like you literally have a vaccine that was just released in the UK that they say it has an 89.8% success rate. That's lower than the shit we have out here. Also lower than the chance of you dying if you actually get COVID. Like I still don't understand why people don't see that. Like I've realized that as illogical as human beings are, I would have definitely thought that percentages and statistics and numbers really mattered in a sense of how they affect the whole. Like if you're telling me that 200, 300,000 people died in a whole nation of 330 million, I feel like most people would probably be like, huh, that ain't really a lot. But then you realize that's not how people see it. People see it as that's just a big number. Yeah. Oh, a hundred something thousand. That's a big number. A hundred something thousand come to what? What's the, you know, to what's the, to what population? I mean, you can't, you're getting 400 people that died in 4 million. That ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we can go on and on, but I'm not truly surprised. But once again, I mean, we live in a time period where a lot of people that we are around us now come out of these indoctrination camps where, they really didn't learn much. They have the inability to critical thinking. We really shouldn't be sh- shocked anymore, man. But enough of that bullshit. I didn't have enough time this week because I just was on my COVID rants. So if you want to hear more, see more COVID hating from No Boundaries, just go to the Instagram. I want to know the Instagram you. is back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lives are gonna come back soon. Just, just bear with me. I just. I'm actually still trying to get used to Instagram again because there are some things I forgot how to do, and there are there are new functions, and I'm sitting here like, like I'm a, I almost posted a reel the other day, and I'm like, what the fuck is a reel? I'm like, oh yeah, that's that bullshit. <laughs> Anyways, I didn't get a chance to look at the silhouette challenge, and you know, you know, you you mentioned it, and I said, you know what, I'm a I'm a discipline myself. I don't even know I don't even want to know what it is. I'm gonna let Jay. Explain to me what a silhouette challenge is. Obviously, I know what a silhouette is, but what's the challenge? So with the silhouette challenge, which again is is another TikTok thing. Oh. You start the video, you're fully dressed, seductive music plays, the beat drops, and then music you just of, get music this. Music of your choice? No, it's it's a it's a specific song. You know, you know these these challenges are tied to promote songs these days. So okay. a lot of a lot of artists are creating songs like, oh yeah, this will be a great TikTok challenge. You know, like the whole Erica Banks the Busted challenge. Like I had never heard that song before the challenge. Never heard and that now, song in my life. And now you can't get away from the challenge or in the association with the song. So you know it it makes your spot hot. But you know that well, I'm sure we'll touch on something similar to that later in the episode. But with the silhouette challenge, you know, you're, you're there, you're fully dressed, standing pr- pr- provocatively. The beat drops. You get kind of like the red light behind and you cut the lights off. So all you, again, all you see is the silhouette, silhouette of the person. 
some people are naked and some people just continue to wear clothes. But some people are naked because it's it's, it's designed to give you the illusion of, you know, hey, this is the fantasy. This is me naked and all you see is my silhouette. It's supposed to be arousing. So I felt like you said, you said something to me, man. You messaged me the other day. You said that there was like a beef that you had with it or, or I really didn't understand why it came up. This is my beef. I'm on social media and I'm seeing a lot of women saying, hey, these men out here have found a way to take the red light effect out of the challenge. So then they can just see you there naked. And they go on and this is I seen this on numerous threads. I'm not going to point out anybody. I'm just going to point out everybody. They go on to say, man. This is why women can't have anything for ourselves. Men are so gross. Men are so nasty. You know, they just start dragging men through the mud. My beef is this. You put this out there and you're getting upset because it was manipulated. That's to me, that's the equivalent of like, man, I dropped this album. OG Run C chopped and screwed it. I didn't put it out there to be chopped and screwed. OG Ron C, you 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 manipulating them. If we drop a podcast and somebody takes a sound bite and uses it inappropriately, that's us saying, man, I didn't put this out there to be used like this. You know, mass media always fucking shit up, always taking stuff and messing it up. No, what you do is you refer back to the original. You want to know why this was said? Go listen to it in context. I seen the silhouette challenge in context. And then some perverted men out there or perverted women, women act like they're not perverts too, decided, oh shit, let me figure out how to take this red light out the back and I can just see you naked. Let me take the red light out the back and let me brighten it up and I can just see you naked. My thing is you expose yourself. You put it out there and now you're trying to, trying to, trying to control how people consume it. That's like saying, hey, I put this podcast out. It's good. And somebody says, no, nah, this podcast is bad. And I get upset with them because they, I, they say it's bad. Like, you can't control what's he put it out there. You can't control how the public receives it. Okay. I'm, and that's I'm, my beef. I'm going to refrain from comparing what every, everything you said to politics. Uh, I don't want to go I don't want to go that direction. That's too easy. Um, I, have you seen the manipulation of the red being taken out have you seen it no um and this thread was it on twitter yes it was a twitter thread so mostly retards okay um let me see uh man i mean i guess that's a fair beef to have i mean twitter with it being you know very you know female centric and anti-male um, especially on black Twitter, that doesn't really surprise me that they try to find a way to just hate men. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, I, I, interesting. Um, I thought it was going to be something else. Uh, I thought maybe it was going to be the song or something. But see, here, here's my mind state behind it. If I do a silhouette challenge, I done got, I done got my dick all hard and shit, and then I, I got the whole red light shit behind me. And you say, oh, it look like this nigga packing. Let me go in and, you know, try to see for for real. Or is it just like, oh, do I accept it for what it is? Okay, see, see. See, that's my angle. My angle is always to switch it up and see if it works both ways. 
But that's is that what men are doing? Are men doing the silhouette challenge too, or they're only taking the bread out? I have no idea. I ain't seen no dick on my timeline. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's a that's a blessing there. But I imagine that if that were to happen, and it was criticized, that would be a double standard because when you're doing the silhouette challenge, to me, it sounds like it's to focus on, you know. The, the female body parts being sexualized. So clearly women with nice curves and nice breasts, they're showing that's their silhouette. Like that's the, that's the, the, the better, the better silhouettes are probably like that. Just like the busted challenge. Um, which in my opinion, I mean, you're talking about two challenges that sexualizes women. Bottom line, it objectifies women and women embrace it. And then when I guess it's over sexualized, once again, that's when black Twitter or Twitter erupts because they don't realize that you've lended to a market of sexualization. So why are you mad that it's sexualized in a way that you don't like? It's just being sexualized. You sexualized it. Now I'm going to sexualize it. It's already sexualized. Now what part of the what, what part of the sexualized freeway we're on does it really matter? <laughs> Where's the yield sign? Yeah, I was just saying, like, it doesn't really matter. So, I mean, man, I've been saying this for a long time. Social media is for women. Um, not mean, not saying that men can't enjoy social media, but I wish that men just understood that we don't control the platforms in a way that is, is really in our favor in a sense of, like, we can get on there and do things without being heavily scrutinized. Like, everything is geared... To women, the filters, the the it's, it seems like the most recent challenges, like that stuff is for kids and women. If I'm gonna be fair about it, and I mean, once again, hearing he, hearing men get scrutinized for for doing whatever they're doing, whether there's proof out there or not, that shit don't surprise me, bro. I mean, that's what they do, man. That's what they do. Like I told you, man. Ever since. The Donald came into office and the progressive ideology has become what everybody wants to embrace. I mean, there is no room for other ideal anymore. Like literally, I mean, all men are just seen as toxic. Unless you're unless you're gay, unless you're, you know, hyper feminine and you don't really have that traditional masculine, you know, energy that you put out, then I mean you're toxic. Just like our boy, um, what's his name, Kevin Samuels? Oh, yeah. That's his name. Yeah, like, I don't agree with everything he says, and I, sometimes I don't like the way he says certain things, but the fact of the matter is, it's going to be, it, it, what he's saying ain't for everybody. But that doesn't automatically mean he's any more toxic than uh, than a woman that's just on there just saying that, you know, uh, men, men, men need to die. Like, I've seen, you know, th- back in the day, hashtags on um, Twitter kill all men and then when you get an anti-female hashtag on Twitter Twitter takes that shit down within within hours maybe even minutes and that's just that's just the that's just the world we live in today that's why I hate the way they overpraise um, New Zealand and how they're how they've handled this this pandemic because one once again most people couldn't even find New Zealand on a map Secondly, people don't even know New Zealand's population, but the one thing they can tell you about New Zealand is it's a female prime minister. And they love 
to make it seem like she's just superior in how she's handled this pandemic when in actuality a lot of us haven't even talked to anybody from New Zealand. Nobody even has interacted with somebody from New Zealand and acts that they're even happy. Yeah, you handled this pandemic well. Are they riding out there? Are they looting out there? What do they do? Like, who knows? It ain't no different than communist China. We don't know what's going on out there. You know why? Because they, they don't allow our media in there. And whatever, <laughs> they, whatever they tell our media, our media just has to take it and run with it. And nine times out of 10, their media is on some bullshit. They're going to feed America whatever they need to feed them, and America's just going to run with it. Because now we live in an America where the media is anti-America. So this shit's just wild, bro. But a lot of times when you when I think of when I think of stuff like that, I just always remember that. A lot of things that were created and invented and some of the shit that America was um founded upon is on the on the on the backs of men, whether it was white men that were free or enslaved black men, it, it it's fucked up. Like we know America has a fucked up history, but a, a lot of it you just but just point at me, it's the man's fault. It's the man's fault. Like that's that that's what that's what we do. And I'm I've just learned to laugh at it because I'm not gonna sit here and say it's it it's the woman's fault, but at the same time, like don't sit here and act like either side is perfect. That is yeah. lame as shit. Because I can show you plenty of instances in in in, in, in women's history in America where women have did some cold shit in order to get in positions of power. And they've to, been to a part me, of the problem. To me, I look at it as like, I call it the bachelor theory. Mm-hmm. Because women hate misogyny unless it's broadcast every Monday night at 8, 7 central on ABC. You have no problem with the bachelor picking from 26 or however many women come out there but if you go on a date with me and I tell you, yeah, I got about four or five options that I'm wearing right now, you so fucking offended. For sure. For sure. Um, and it, and it's kind of like you don't, in my experience, women want the modern man to be manipulated. You want him to be manly when you want him to be manly. You want him to be a bitch when you want him to be a bitch. And he has no control over it. That is what I think the modern woman wants. Yeah, I want you to 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 to, own, to worship and obsess over me, and I want you to, you know, disregard any other females. I want you to fight for me when I tell you to fight for me, but I don't want you to fight for yourself when you feel like it's appropriate to stand up and be a man. I think it it it's a it's a generation of of this is how I want you to be. You have to come in this mold, and if you don't come in this mold, I'm going to manipulate you and mold you until you fit. And us as men, we have to accept you as you come. Period. I can't suggest I can't suggest you lose weight. I can't suggest you gain weight. I can't suggest you have a better attitude. I can't even tell a chick to smile. I have to take you as you are while you get a chance to manipulate and mold me. Man, any dude that walks out there like he's some type of like he's a piece of clay or something, he's already he's already taken the L. Um, I don't, I don't really value stubbornness, but at the same time, there comes a t- point in time in your life where you just got to be, you got to be content or, or, or happy with who you are. We all know that we're flawed in some way. We all know that we can, we, we can, we can seek out help and we can better ourselves. But the whole idea of getting with somebody and in hopes of that person making you better is that's fairy tale nonsense. 
nobody, I don't think anybody in their right mind should even feel that they have the right to even try to shape somebody into someone better. Like that's just, that's offensive to me. And I think, I think just as much as women are offended by that notion when a man is telling them to smile or a man is telling them to, you know, lose your attitude, you, a man has a right to be offended when you're saying, uh, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, level, you know, make sure you level up, make sure that you, you know, you boss up, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make you a king. I'm like, I didn't ask for any of that. I'm just, I just want to be me. You know what I'm saying? If you, you want to go on a date from time to time, you want to kick it. Like things, things could be so simple, but we have so many people out here that have taken this delusion pill and they just don't want to accept reality for what it is. And the reality is, Women will be women and men will be men. And everybody doesn't just fit together on a puzzle like they want to. Like, I understand that, you know, there's a certain, you know, body type or a certain mentality or financial level that everybody desires. But once you, you know, throw up that delusion pill, you realize, I mean, that might not be that might not be for me. I may not deserve that. I may not. I may, I may not attain that. I may get the average guy. I may get the average woman, but guess what? I'm going to love the shit out of that person if 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 they treat me right. And it, it, it Because people tend to forget that no matter how they feel, respect earned, respect given. That's it right there. Cut the show off. That's it. <laughs> That's, we can end the show right there. Because the, to me, honestly, the quickest way to lose me is to call me king. Ooh, that's the quickest way to lose me and I know you mean mean that in an uplifting way and all this don't uplift me in delusion uplift me in reality I'm not a king there's, there's, there's nothing that makes me any different from Will if you call me and Will a king you must got a good hand of spades cause <laughs> something ain't right uh, bro, honestly, honestly, I think we talked about talk about this all the time. What, what's our foundation? What are our what are our conditions? What are our standards when it comes to dating and relationships? Honestly, I expect you to be empathetic, understanding, and not full of yourself. Damn near anything else, we can figure out along the way. But those three things are something you have to come in with from the jump. You got to be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes because men's problems and women's problems aren't the same thing. I don't care if you're a black man and a black woman. I don't care if you're a white man and a black woman, a black woman and a white man or, or, or a white woman and a black man or however it goes. All the problems are not going to be able to same. So if I tell you I'm feeling a certain way, you can't say, nah, nigga, you just being pussy. You have no idea because you've never been a man. And, and, and even further than that, you've never been me. So if I tell you I'm feeling and thinking a certain way, you got to take that as the truth because you've never been me. You've never felt what I felt. And so if a woman says, hey, you know, I feel this way. All right, cool. Let me let me try to understand because I've never been you. I've never been a black woman. I've never been a white woman. I've never been a skinny woman that with a with a with an eating disorder. I've never been a heavyset woman that can't lose weight. I've never been you. So I have to be able to empathize with you, not sympathize, but be able to empathize with you and try to understand you. Because that's where, you know, people talk about, oh, you know, communication is key. Communication is key. You said it yourself. Everybody can communicate. It's the understanding that's lacking. Big time. 
Big time. I mean, like I said, I, I'm I've I said it last week. I don't even think people truly even want genuine relationships anymore, especially when I'm looking at a woman that is of a certain age group. I'm like, y'all don't want relationships. Y'all just Y'all, you know, you just want you want companionship. You want a warm body in your bed from time to time. But, you know, we we're in a generation where I can honestly say that by the time you're 33, 34, pushing 35, even if you're not in a, a consistent, long-term relationship by that time, then it's probably safe to say that you genuinely don't mind if you end up, you know, quote unquote, alone, the cool auntie. You don't mind because at the end of the day, I mean. Let's just be honest. A lot of y'all not even trying, like because it doesn't take <laughs> it doesn't take that much vetting or that much jumping into the dating pool to just realize that either this isn't for you or you're just like you know what I don't got time for this shit because you know niggas ain't shit like it. You can pretty much come to that conclusion after about a couple of years. And I really feel like we're pretty much at that time. That's why I don't even, I don't shame single people. I don't overpraise people in relationships. I just, once again, I feel like everybody comes to those certain realizations at a certain time in their life. And it is what it is. And with this current generation, I mean, either you got it or you don't. Are we using any whole music this episode? Want. No, I, don't, I would like not to, but do oh, okay, you, man? I, I won't say nothing. <laughs> oh, shit. I, wonder what, <laughs> I really wonder what you was going to say now, man. But, I mean, the truth is, man, I mean, ugh, try as long as you want. But um, the statistics are there. The, you know, the proof is in the pudding. You know, maintaining and finding the perfect relationship partner is not going to be easy and if you're the type of person that <clears throat> folds because things aren't easy, then, I mean, just accept them for what it is. That's who you are. But if you're the type of person that's going to keep pushed through, keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, stop trying to blame it on everything other than the fact that it ain't easy. That's easy. <laughs> and that's the key. It isn't easy. So when shit doesn't go your way and you was like, all right, fuck it, I'm just going to pack up then. It's like, hold on. How, how invested are you really? That's what I'm saying. That's everything what I'm saying. doesn't go your way. And I learned that a long time ago, that even the simplest, smallest things of making a plan doesn't guarantee that it's going to go your way. So when you're dealing with another person, you're thinking that they're going to think the same way you think, believe the same way you think, and, and, and share the same ambition and aspirations as you do. You're just setting yourself up for failure. You got to be able to, to, to say, all right, this didn't go the way I thought. I need to pivot and, and, and go somewhere else. And whether that's that's continuing to 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 see something with this person and, and try to make it, you know, make it do what it do, make the best of the situation. Or it's like, all right, I need to pivot away from this person and go do something else. you got to be able to adjust because plans never go as according. Never. They, they, at, thir they, at 33 years old, I didn't think that I was going to be where I am right now. And then, like you say, you have to decide. Hey, you gonna keep pushing, or you just gonna be be cool, Uncle Jay, who actually became a godfather this month too. So it's like you know where 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 does it go? Do do you decide? Hey, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna settle here. You know, I'll be that one that's like you know, hey, let me make sure I tell Uncle Jay what I want for my birthday and for Christmas because I know he gonna come through clutch. 
because he ain't got nobody else to spend his money on. Like, you know, you have to make these decisions. And I have this, I had this conversation with my boss. Um, and he's like, he's like, you really got to sit there and think. And, it, and we're speaking career-wise, but this is also, you know, a little life advice in there. It's like, where are you going to be in, by the time you're 40? Like, for me, that's seven years from now. Where am I going to be? And what do I need to do today that's going to that's gonna take me to that point? So if I decide that, yeah, I do want to get married and have kids, what am I doing today at 33 that's going to get me there by the time I'm 40, if that's my, if that's my target date? What am I going to do career-wise that's going to make me the, the chief risk officer or whoever I want to be by the time I'm 40? What, what is the work that I'm putting in today that's going to get me there? If you're trying to be a housewife and you can't keep your house clean, you can't cook, you know, you don't take care of yourself, but you want somebody that's going to put you up in the house and just financially support you for the rest of your life. What are you doing that's making yourself financially supportable? If I want a woman that's going to commit to me, what am I doing that's going to make myself commitment worthy? Am I still out here running hoes? Am I telling lies? You know, am I just disappearing off the face of the earth? Like, what am I doing that's not putting me into that committable position? Like, people don't really look in the fucking mirror and say, you know what? I need to be doing better. <laughs> that's, the, that's the hardest thing to do is to look in the mirror and say, these are my flaws. Before <laughs> somebody else points them out to you, you got to point them out to yourself. And we in a generation where we look in the mirror and say, well, my dad not being around is the reason why I don't make a commitment. And my mom taking too much, too good a care of me is the reason why I need a woman to come in and cater to me. My nigga, you are grown as fuck. Women, y'all are grown as fuck. And you keep using your parents and your siblings and whoever from your past as leverage. And I sound like a fucking Tyler Perry movie, but at the same time, all good jokes contain some true shit. Yep, yep. That delusion pill, man. We've all taken that delusion pill, you know, the turn of the, the turn of the decade. You know, I'd say 10, 10, 10 years ago, man. And we we've we've been tripping ever since, man. We we're going further and further down the rabbit hole of of insanity, just thinking that we could look in the mirror and be like, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm, I bring everything great to the table and so on and so forth. I mean, I, I never truly was genuinely interested in having the, the white picket fence and family. And that's why I've said it, you know, since the uh, inception of this, sh the show, I, I don't care for relationships in that manner. So why even be on the market and leading people on like a lot of people do? I just think that that's unfair, but that don't mean I'm not going to be out here like everybody else trying to get my snacks because I'm well, like that's who I am. Like I'm going to have fun too. That's just, that's just me. Like people look at me all the time and be like, man, eventually you're going to have to chill. Yeah. Eventually I may have to chill. But as of right now, I have no reason to, and I'm not going to lie to anybody and tell them that I'm even leaning that way. I'm leaning so far the other way I'm about to fall. <laughs> like it's just, it is what it is, man. But, um, I just realized that we never told trash as Edward congratulations because <laughs> obviously we were off. So I don't even I don't even know his daughter's name. Fallon. Oh, OK. OK. Dang. OK. And see, that's how trash he is. And also his anniversary was about a week ago, too. So. Oh, I told him happy anniversary. 
that was like my first day back on IG. And I, 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 told, it. I told him to kiss my ass, but <laughs> that, that's our relationship, though. So it's. Oh, did they go? Oh, they couldn't even go anywhere. No, he he talk, he called me the day before. It's like, man, why you ain't tell me your my anniversary is tomorrow? I said, shit, I thought it was the twenty seventh. To be honest, <laughs> trash. See, God. but I put notes in my phone for things that are important to me. Oh yeah, Edward's yeah. anniversary. Yeah, yeah. birth of <laughs> yeah. my goddaughter. That's important to me. <laughs> and what was the exact date? Yeah, uh, January fifth. Oh okay, okay, oh okay. Well, middle it was, it was like the middle of the day, huh? Yeah, midday. Okay, okay. Well, we, we talked about death last week. It's good to talk about birth this week. So, man, and then you go back and Cicely Tyson passed away. You would do that. Episode. You would do that. <sighs> You've jogged my memory. I have yeah. forgot. Cicely Tyson, Larry King, John Cheney. <sighs> 2021 yes. hasn't had that hold my beer moment yet. Yes, yeah. Cicely Tyson was 96. Larry King was mid 80s. I don't know how old John Cheney was, but Hank Aaron, you know, they they, they Hank were. Aaron. They lived good year, lives. Right? Yeah, Hank Aaron was this year too. Yeah, I mean, those were those are fairly reasonable ages. You know, it is. You know, it's acceptable. It's sad to hear, but you know, to the upper room you go. Um. But anyways, man, um, yeah, you ruined it. I, I hate you a lot for that. But um, before we get into something that you were talking about, I think you were having a conversation with somebody, and because you're a man, they were saying that they wanted to get your opinion on something. Before we get into that, I just wanted to just send a quick PSA to people out there. As a Capricorn, and I know you can relate to this, Jay, we all have a tendency to be passive-aggressive. But... As I get older, I realize that, you know, being passive aggressive, specifically via social media, is extremely stupid. And I think I've said this many times before, but like I said, just a quick PSA, just if you catch yourself doing some passive aggressive shit via social media, I think it's time that we try to kill that part of the culture, because I think that that limits functional communication but it also kind of gives a real childish vibe when we're trying to be a lot more bold and upfront with each other in this day and age so um we're too old to be on some this is my crush and we're too old to be you know sending subliminal like i just really feel like we're in a day and age where we definitely should just, if if you got something to say to somebody, just DM them, you know, add them on a on a on a on a meme page, and you know, the level of passive aggressiveness, just dial it down to the point of non-existence. That way, there's less room for us to be hurt. There's less room for us to be confused because a lot of times that's all passive aggressiveness does it's a it's a it's a it's a breeding ground for confusion and nobody is certain about anything so like i said i just wanted to get that out there because that was something i had put in the notes because i just seen i see a lot of passive aggressiveness on social media since i especially on instagram i don't see it as much on snapchat but i see a, a lot of it on um 
Instagram, and I'm pretty sure it's pretty bad on Twitter. I just didn't pay it any attention. Um, I don't feel like I should even have to explain what passive aggressiveness is, but y'all know what's up, man. Like, stop it, man. Stop it. I kind of remember back to the episode we had with Fee, the most recent, where, you know, we were talking about the insomnia that we have and how we just stay up with the anxiety and having, having, basically having these arguments with people that we don't have in real life. And to me, that's a level of passive aggressiveness, too, because, you know, I'm not putting it out there in, in a subliminal or anything, but I'm sitting here and I'm mentally having arguments with a person at three o'clock in the morning that I could, in, in theory, could pick up the phone and get everything off my chest with. But at the same time, I'm trying to keep the peace and trying to be, you know, what the fuck ever. And just saying, I'm just going to argue with myself and just lose sleep over it. Yeah, I mean, in so many ways, uh, I saw a quote that was like, every time we avoid conflict, we're just building a, a battle within ourselves. We're building that chaos within ourselves. When, it, when at the end of the day, I mean, we just need to address the conflict sometimes. We know what conflicts are worth addressing. We need to, once again, stop acting childish, stop acting stupid. Like, we know what's up. Like, I, I've had people tell me so many times, like, yeah, I don't care for good morning text, but if you think about me, you want to send me good morning, that's fine. You think about me, want to send me good night, that's fine. You think about me, want to send me a meme, that is fine. Like, there are so many ways to just let somebody know. I mean, hey, you know, you you were you on my mind. And, the, you know, if you and Fee are up at 3 a.m. and y'all got some beef with somebody, I want to talk to somebody, and hit them up. Send them a t- quick text, man. Like, you know, hit them, you know, with the, oh, shit, this nigga Jay shaking his head. He like, nope, I'm going to stay passive aggressive. I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay awake mad. I, hey, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. I know it's not. You know, take you a shot of tequila. Take you a shot of rum. Get you some of that Devil's River whiskey, you know, and then just let loose. If that's how you got to do it. But eventually you got to let that passive aggressiveness go, man. But um, on to one of our. I feel like I can make this, I can say that this is the question of the question of the day. Uh, and I'm just going to phrase it how you phrase it. It says, being that you're a man, and I'm just going to say Miss Anonymous submitted this. Being that you're a man, I want to know your opinion on something. And I'm glad that she recognized that you're a man, by the way. Um, it's, 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 that, um, it's the candy with the medicine, you know. You're you're a man, right? I can talk to you about a man like that. Yeah, girl, yeah, I'm a man. I did 16 push-ups today. The fuck? Yeah. Man, 16? You a big boy. <laughs> to a man, what's the deciding factor in deciding they want to be with a woman and deciding that they just want to have sex with her? Like, what's the deciding factor if she's worthy of that type of commitment or just some booty? Wow. You asking me that or are you just throwing it out there? They asked you that. You don't remember putting this into the notes? No, I don't. You have you seen how long that note is? Oh yeah, yeah. You you just you put that into the notes and I was like, oh, that's interesting. So my matter of fact, you 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 said it to me. You said somebody asked you, and I was like, huh, good question. So I just copied and pasted it and put it in the notes. This was like less than two weeks ago. I, I really have no clue, but hey, you know, this is no boundaries, and sometimes we just have to have these candid conversations. To me, I think it I think it's a level of two things. I think one, it is what you're looking for. If I if I'm looking like me and you, for example, I'm looking to be in a relationship eventually. I'm looking to settle down, I'm looking to start a family. Cool. You're not looking for any of that. 
So me and you could come I across have a the same. Already. You have a family. Yeah. You, <laughs> you're not starting over. <laughs> so me and you could come across the same woman and I can look at her as like, oh, yeah, she could have the potential, you know, to settle down and, you know, build a life with. And you can look at it as like, I'm just trying to clap these cheeks for a little bit until we have that awkward conversation about where is this going. And I tell her nowhere and I bounce like and then also, again, it matters what she's looking for. But if I come, if, if let's say, let's say we come across the woman and she's looking to be in a relationship, what am I looking for in her? I'm looking for what kind of value she got. If, if it's me looking for a relationship, I'm looking for what kind of value she got. I'm looking to know if she's trying to have kids because some, some people want to be in a relationship, but don't want to have kids, men and women alike. I want to know how she treats her friends. I want to know who her friends are. I want to know how she treats her family. I want to know her level of character. I want to know what she does. If hey, shout out to Remy, I might want to know her credit score. Like if I'm finna build a long term thing with this person, I need a lot of these details. And I'm not getting these details on date one. I know this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sit there like a fucking psychopath and, you know, break out this note and take all this information down. No. But I over the course of I would say a month, sixty days max, I need to know where this is going with this person. For sure, for sure. Because so, at, the, at, at that at that point in time, if I get to a point where, like, even even if if date two it goes, you know, oh, you trying to have kids? No, nah, I really don't want to have kids, and I know in my heart that I want kids. This is just ass to me. If it gets that far, this is just ass because I'm not gonna sit here and try to change your mind to want kids. You're, I, I hope you don't try to change my mind to not want them. So this is just hey, this is just gonna be fun while it lasts. And I'm gonna say it one more time because you're not a woman. <laughs> Because women definitely will try to change your mind. That's a that's a gift and a curse with them. They see so much potential in you. They just have to change your mind because they have to have you. Cute. Um, I'm gonna answer that question, you know, in a different manner. Uh, just I'm gonna speak from from my, my perspective. I mean, for me, um, at the end of the day, uh, when it comes to relate my relationships with women, I mean, I'm somewhat of an opportunist. You know, I, I respect boundaries. I mean, I'll be a liar if I have an attractive woman in front of me and I'm like, you know, we kicking it or whatever. And I'm not going to try to shoot my shot because shoot is shoot. Um, so, I mean, that's just kind of how I am. I don't really look at it ever from a commitment perspective, but I'll definitely look at a woman and be like, I mean, hey, if I know I can't have her in that way, I mean, I have no problem being friendly with them, being friends with them. I have, I have ch- homegirls like, I mean, it is what it is. Whether we crossed the line, Pat, and you know, two years ago, and I ain't messed with him since. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I value friendship. Um, I don't really care for the whole commitment slash possession thing. So, for me, I mean, it doesn't really matter what you bring to the table. But the same thing that you do bring to the table will be the determining factor on whether I see you as a friend or not. Because I mean, if you're not even a good friend, I wouldn't want you in. I wouldn't want you long term. You know, in a commitment. So, I mean, to me, that's the that's the biggest deal. Like, if you're not even a good friend, why would I even consider committing to you? Because a, even a friendship is still a commitment. Yep. So, if you, and, um, we had a little interference. But um, just to sum up what I was saying, man, um, at the end of the day, like, like I said, a friendship is still a commitment. And if we can't even knock that basic step down of being decent friends to each other that we'd have nothing else to talk about. Like there's nothing else to talk about. And, um, the whole ideal of 
a man just wanting some ass annoys me because I don't know I don't know I don't know a lot of I don't know a lot of y'all if y'all listen to a lot of female driven podcasts but if you listen to a lot of female driven podcasts you will understand that a lot of women over the age of 25 specifically their content is sex filled because women like sex just as much as men if not more so let's not let's stop the whole the man just wanting ass when it's plenty of women out there that just want penis um so and and i'm i'm pretty sure a lot of women can think to themselves well like it goes beyond penis if this guy's an actual good guy he's he's an actual friend we can make something happen so yeah i mean let's 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 kill this narrative that a man just wants some ass because if you if you if you listen to enough female podcast if you if you follow enough uh, if you have enough female friends you see it if you realize that there is a busted challenge and a silhouette challenge out there, both sexual challenges, in my opinion, you realize that it ain't just about men wanting sex. It's about we, we're living in a very sexy society. Low key these days, sex is God, whether people want to believe it or not. But I mean, that's what we are. That's what we are. So um, it, it's a good question nonetheless, but I just, I just feel it's, it's, it's important for people to know, like, it's this, a lot of this shit is not one-sided. Like we all play our part in the narratives that we feed ourselves that get passed generation to generation. There's, and, there's, it is what it is. And to me, the most vague but yet the most concise response to what are you looking for is honesty. Hey, if I'm, you know, if I find the love of my life, then I find the love of my life. If I just find a good friend, then hey, I just find a good friend. At the end of the day, I'm not going to go into a situation saying, oh, I'm looking for the love of my life and you got to, you know, be here and do this and do this and do this. Or I'm saying, hey, I'm just looking for a friend, maybe a friend with benefits. You got to do this, this and this and this because you might miss out on the other if that's something that you want. So to me, the best advice is just to be completely honest. Hey, I'm just looking for something in short term. You know, if that person ain't down for it, hey, you gave them the power to choose. Hey, I'm, you know, looking for something long term. I'm trying to settle down this and this. That person not into it again. You gave them the power to choose. I mean, a lot of y'all can't even call y'all sales friends with benefits because y'all don't even have the friends down. The friends part down. Y'all just y'all just use each other as tools. That's that's the benefit between your relationship. This is just a a relationship with sexual benefits. Y'all can't even call each other friends half the time. So that's something to that's something to really really think about when you you catch yourself in that dynamic. But um. I'm kind of annoyed at the fact that we we uh, had that interference, but um, other than that, <laughs> y'all would be out y'all motherfucking mind if y'all thought we wouldn't fit to talk about taking this Dogecoin to the motherfucking moon. Come on, man, <laughs> we getting on our rocket ships. We taking this coin to the moon. Y'all don't even know about the Dogecoin, Doggy Coin. Oh, I don't even I don't even know how to pronounce it. When I told you about when I tell you about uh, Dogecoin, Jay, I want to say at the beginning of the month. Cause I, I was looking at my purchase history and I seen that I purchased on January sixth. Okay, okay. And then I so, doubled uh, down on January eighth. For sure, for sure. Did and I got you in on a uh, on GameStop. I I pushed you to GameStop, right? I I believe so. Let me see. Let I pushed you to GameStop or AMC. I had I had already had old hold, hold on shit. Some shit happening right now. Oh shit! Dogecoin is almost up to four cents now. But um, I already I, I think I already that? had AMC. But um, uh, yeah, yeah. I think you—I know you did push me to GameStop. 
And I, yeah, I and think I, I, t- I pushed you to it the day before, right? I, I think it was about the day before, and I did What's nice. I did nice on GameStop because I nice. I sold out. Yeah. I I flipped GameStop for about twelve hundred. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that's what uh, that's what that's what friends are for, man. I mean, I'm I'm glad that we are part of the machine that has these hedge fund dickheads mad right now. We've sent the message, <laughs> and uh, that's I really that I felt good about that. Shout out to my boy Donnie. Donnie had me. Um, he put me on Dogecoin. Maybe I want to say probably like six months ago, I got in a Dogecoin with Dogecoin. I mean, it wasn't even a penny yet. And um, that was, I mean, I was able to grab a lot. Um, And I'm not about to sound like some financial guru out here, but I want to talk about finances in this portion of the episode because we never really get to get to that point. And I talk to Jim Marcus a lot because he's a small business owner and um, he, you know, he be telling me some shit, but I'm going to put all this shit into one. I'm going to start off with the LLC thing that you guys put in the group chat. And I, um, the thing that I found most interesting about the LLC conversation was that, I mean, dude, I can't remember. Can you find the meme? Dude, I forgot what you put in there. Can you find it? Um, I, I know. I know it was a it, short video. It was a video. Okay, I thought it was a meme, or or just like a, a screen cap of something. But bottom line, my thing is we're talking about we're going to talk about finances in a black community specifically. I even go ahead and say black and brown, but the minority groups in America trying to establish businesses need to understand that the key to 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 starting up a business and to maintaining a business for sure is organization, but also understanding of business. And if you don't truly understand business and don't respect, oh, okay, yeah, nobody. And it says person on Clubhouse. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about Clubhouse, but anyways, person on Clubhouse, order a McDouble instead of a double cheeseburger. Take that 20 cents you save on the extra slice of cheese get you an LLC, start a business, make some real cheddar. Like, this is the type of stuff that gets regurgitated in in the wrong people, eat it up, and all it does is add to the number of failed businesses that you have in America. Because everybody doesn't have the business acumen. Everybody doesn't have that business mind. Like, we're, we, we sit here day after day in America and clown our former president for going bankrupt and blah, 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 this and that. But at one point he was still a billionaire. And it's like, that's the reality of business. If you don't understand that business, business goes up, business goes down, then you may need to stay away from trying to maintain finances on a business level. I don't remember what you said about it, but you can go ahead and drop your knowledge because you're way more of a financial guy than I am. Like, like I said, I, I hate this. You know, instead of doing this, get you an LLC and and do this and this and this because everybody's not built for that. 
Like I don't know if I don't know if J Mark has his LLC or not, but he's a small business owner. I know Nick is a small business owner. I know Ed is a small business owner. And it's just speaking on J Mark particularly because I know Nick Nick and Ed they they both have other jobs. But I could not do and be who J Mark is because me if I get sick, I call in. I'm still gonna get paid. If I get COVID nineteen and I have to take two weeks off, I still get paid. If J Mark gets sick, he does not get paid. So he has to work. He has to he either has to work or he has to have that money saved. He has to get private health insurance. He has to do all this extra stuff that people try to say, oh yeah, man, you need to be independent and you need to be free and you know this, that, and the other. I get that. And that works for people. J Mark is great at what he does. He's been managing this business for how long? Like I, I think I started going to him in 2011. And this here's here's year ten, so like yeah you you know some people can do that, but that's not for everybody. So just because you think you are this smart ass by telling everybody oh shit if you get you an LLC and you go to AliExpress and you buy this product and you move it and you sell it on Amazon and you get the difference, it doesn't always work that way. And I say and I say that in relation to the. The the whole dinner with Jay Z. Would you take fifty thousand or would you take have a dinner with Jay Z? Give me fifty thousand because I'm not Jay Z. Jay Z can sit there and give tell me fifty thousand. Give me fifty thousand. I'm putting it on GME and we shooting that bitch to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make some shake. Low key, low key stocks on the new bricks. Low key. <laughs> Gotcha. No, I'm not bullshit, but now go ahead. Go but, ahead. But, but I mean, that's the sense because, like, I'm not Jay Z. Jay Z's going to, yeah, I sold dope. And then, you know, I, I I took this album and I, I at 26, I thought I was a rapper. So I went to Def Jam and they told me no. So I, you know, did it on my own. Everybody doesn't have that drive. And a lot of people think that they do. They believe that they do. And like we said earlier in the show, some people turn tail as soon as they reach a hardship. If you're not built like that, it's okay. I don't feel I don't feel any less of a man because J Mark has an LLC, and J Mark doesn't feel any less of a man because I work at a Fortune 500 company. Those are <laughs> we have different lives. Straight so up, just for up. you to you say, oh well, I got an LLC and I do this and this and this and this for myself. Hey man, that's good for you. I'm proud of you. But don't worry about mine while you getting yours. Look, man, I know y'all hear tired of hearing me say it. But that delusion pill, y'all gonna have to spit that hoe out. That hoe gonna y'all gonna choke on that hoe and die. Cause I'm telling you right now, you're gonna go out there and start you a business, and that's gonna be another that's gonna be another financial burden for you. When all you had to do was just you know, how do I say this? Look, I'm all about multiple sources of income. I actually respect that. That's why I never had an issue with stocks. I don't got an issue with you. You know, putting money into your 401k and you know hoping to see it fluctuate. I don't have a, I don't have a problem with you having a, you know, I I've read stories about lawyers that are that are Uber drivers and 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 Uber Eats drivers. Like, I don't mind that. Like, that's what you got to do. Like, if you need multiple sources of income to maintain a lifestyle, cool. But if you think that starting up a business off you know from the ground and you finna just and you gonna be a fortune 500 company one day you wild especially if you what they call a, a person of color you know <laughs> what i'm saying like you are i mean you're not getting um, in the country club man you you're not 
I mean, y'all y'all seen what they did to my boy Tiger. Y'all seen what they was doing to young Tiger. Like, you know, he he cobbling Asian, and he couldn't even get this. This, bro, I swear to God, I was like, I, I thought he said he was cobble pot. I was like, Tiger's the penguin. What? What? I had to get that out there. I, just, I, I was holding that in. That nigga Tiger, goddamn fool, boy. I ain't even gonna talk about that shit. But no, I mean, I mean, I believe one of the um, clubs uh, or bar bar fifty one fifty. You know, it got it, it was it was shut down. You know, due to like COVID restrictions and shit like that. And like, you, you know, one, you know. Ding, 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 ding. This is a conspiracy theory, but this is my true belief because I go out in H-Town and I've seen bars and restaurants way more filled than 5150 because, like, my son's mother works by 5150, so I've passed by 5150 before. Nonetheless, I've seen it, you know, fairly packed, but it's been consistently packed the same way. So for it to get shut down... I'm not yelling racism, but I am going to be skeptical of the fact that this is a guy that's not in the country club and he's a target because there are other bars and restaurants in Houston that have been consistently filled at the same capacity as his, and they're still open. They're still going hard. But we've seen here in Houston that certain places have been targets because they're not a part of the country club. They're not a part of, of of that group of elites they get to do whatever they want. Hedge fund, the hedge fund guys, they do whatever they want. People that manipulate the market, they do whatever they want. That's why for me, this this Dogecoin, this AMC, this GME thing, like this thing is big because you're realizing we've been saying this for the longest. When you actually put your money where it matters, you can actually make a difference. Y'all yelled about not buying Gucci for what? 17 hours the next thing you know <laughs> the next rap video come out niggas scoochied up y'all yelling gucci to this day i see gooch that's one of the first ads i saw when i got on uh got on instagram was a gucci ad niggas still rocking gucci niggas still probably going to h&m because we don't protest with consistency and with the with the dollar how it matters wall what wall what the wall street bets reddit did is what needed to be done years ago and ding, 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 ding. Another conspiracy theory is that's why everybody's attacking Robin Hood because without Robin Hood, none of this would have been possible. Robin Hood made this all possible and they feel shit like shit because the people that they were supposed to be protecting, they can no longer protect. Now they're now those guys are like, hey, we can't, you, you need, you're done. You're not, you're, they've been kicked out of the country club. And basically, basically like, Robin Hood left the side door open and the yes. undesirable snuck in. And as far as we know, they probably did it on purpose. To never know. They probably did it on purpose. Because like I said, they made a million dollars, a billion dollars in one day. You know what I'm saying? But uh, to, to circle back, man, like when you're talking finances, people, just dig in. Like if you really, if you really want to talk about you know, financial independence because I know a lot of you guys seen um what is it, One Night in Miami? Is that what mm-hmm. it's called? And I wanna say Jim Brown made a statement about financial independence. And that sounds like a pretty consistent Jim Brown thought because Jim Brown has always been that type of guy. And I knew I know 
just knowing Jim Brown's history, he's always been that type of guy that he's going to code switch. He's going to do what it takes to, you know, to be financially independent. That's the type of guy he is. Like, I know that about Jim Brown. And I believe, I believe Ali was the same way, especially Sam Cook. I don't care what any, I don't care how anybody feels about Sam Cook. Sam Cook, that's how he was. Sam Cook Sam didn't Cook, tuck his in at all. No, nah, Sam Cook, like, that's just, what, I mean, it's unfortunate how he died, but he died playing a game that, you know, when you're playing that game, that's that's what happens. You play the game that you really shouldn't have been playing, and um, it, that's that's what happens. But if you really want to seek financial independence in the black community, Mexican community, Nigerian, Chinese, Korean, no matter what, you got to understand what needs to be done. And I feel like with what just happened this week, if you're not interested, you better get interested because that shit is monumental. Y'all think capital riots and all that stupid-ass riots that happened this year really matter? No. What just happened in a span of 48 hours from from a person's fucking basement probably had more impact than all that bullshit that y'all just saw within the past year. I'm just keeping it on it. Y'all think economy doesn't matter. It really does. That's why y'all live the lives y'all live. That's why... Oh, my bad. I ain't gonna cut you off, Jay. No, I was just thinking, and and the thing about it is it can be duplicated. You can keep doing this until you force them to change the rules. You, You cannot hurt these people until you hurt their pockets. All this politic crap y'all be doing... None of that stuff really matters when it, if if you're not hurting their pockets, you're not saying anything. They don't really y'all running around yelling Black Lives Matter. They're just using y'all. We've been saying that for months and months and years and years. Yeah, Black Lives Matter, we get that. But what does that mean in the grand scheme of things? Are Black Lives gonna get better? Are they gonna be doing anything in order to make Black Lives Matter? And um, that that's that's what, in my opinion really matters. If you're talking financial independence, you're talking about thriving on the financial sector and you don't give a damn about anything that's happening to the economy, then you're wilding. You're ass backwards. You're talking about you're talking about opportunity. What type of opportunity? Financial opportunities, right? Then you should be worried about the economy. You should be pissed the fuck off that the government could shut down bar fifty one fifty, and this guy cannot make an income. Yeah, like you should be mad about that because this guy is living the life you want to live, and the government is telling him you are not free to do so because of what you guys consider a, a pandemic. If you gotta remind me that it's a pandemic, I'm sorry, bro. It may not. It might not be a pandemic because you should be able I'm to really feel confused. that. I should be able to feel it. I should be able to see it. I should be experiencing it, and I'm not. It feels like, it feels like if anything, we're dealing with like a, a martial law light. Like that's what it feels like we're dealing with. Like, oh, you're telling we can't go certain places dressed like this or looking like this, and we can't stay out this late. And that just seems like some bullshit to me. Where is the actual pandemonium due to the fact that there's a a deadly virus circulating the airwaves and I can't breathe because if I breathe, I'm going to turn into a zombie. Where is that? Because I ain't seeing it. Like you should question it, but at the same time, you should feel it. You should be able to feel it. And for the most part, it's 
it's, I, I, and I was talking to somebody the other day and they was like, you know, oh, you know, what have you been doing lately? You know, it's like, honestly, in my mind, I have almost been conditioned to think that the only places that I can go are to my house and to the grocery store. Like, that that's it. Like, I don't I don't know what's open. I don't know what's going on in the world. Like, I, I, I seen a movie while I was in Texas since I've been in North Carolina. I haven't been to the movies. I haven't. I think I drove by one theater and I didn't even pay attention to if it was open or not because in my mind, North Carolina is closed and I need to go to the store and go to the house. And that's about it. Like I told you, I went to the gym yesterday and I went out of my way to go to a different gym because it was like, oh, they got a basketball court. They got a sauna. They have some sense of normalcy there. Basketball court got um, bike equipment on it and it's not not in service. The sauna is closed. So it's like. So I drove 30 minutes out of my way to get the same thing that was a quarter mile away. Like you, you just and, and that was matter of fact, that was in South Carolina. I drove to South Carolina to go there. Boy, boy, trekking, trekking, trekking to get them games. I respect it, bro. But let's talk about these Dogecoin games. <laughs> <laughs> no bullshit, though. But no, man, I mean. I want financial independence for the black community too. I want I want to go to black places and and be treated as if it's not necessarily a black place, but it's 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 just another business within the sector of businesses. And I can tell these days when I go to a black business because I I almost feel like that black business is fighting for their lives. I feel like I can go to a white business in a real nice ritzy area. I don't got to pay for parking. The drinks be the drinks be decently priced. The atmosphere be 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 it be chill. It be less security. But then you go to a black spot. It's multiple cops there. You got to pay twenty dollars to park. The drinks are overpriced. And I'm not saying this to dog black black spots. I believe that they're being extorted and they don't even know it because a lot of times these black businesses put themselves in spot where they not even want it. Fifty one fifty. It's in a spot that is surrounded by rich white. That's old white money. That area is old white money. Mm -hmm. All those houses, old white money. Y'all bumping this loud trap music, rap music. They don't even want y'all there. Now they have a legitimate excuse, COVID, because COVID is the excuse for everything, to drive y'all asses out of there. But what y'all going to do? Eventually y'all going to bend over backwards, Pay the fines and fees y'all gotta pay, and y'all gonna be right back in the spot where they don't want y'all. And the thing Sad, is, man, and the thing is, to them, property value is everything. So yeah, this club is here, and you parking your, your your Chevy Malibus and your Caprices, and you you know you got the Charger with the rims on it and, and the fifteens in the back, and, and and you're messing up their Sunday afternoon. So they're gonna get you out of there. They're gonna get you gone, quick as possible. They like to have a nice little quiet brunch, eat that cucumber sandwich, like Bernie Mac say, and just 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 vibe out. But you're changing the vibe, and and you're you're like you said, you're somewhere they don't want you to be. Colorado. Somewhere they don't want you to be. Colorado. <laughs> I got plenty. My brothers out there. Shout out to Fast Forward. I got. I I loved Colorado when I was out there. You know, I, I understand that Colorado is the new hype. You know, I know uh, I'm not knocking people for going out there, but I'm just, I'm going to be 100. And I know you've seen the blog post. You've seen where KKK had a strongest hold back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Colorado. <laughs> like, don't think that that shit has let up anyway. Like, 
that I mean, and I, I know a lot of people seeing the Black Klansman, and if I'm not mistaken, when he was doing this thing, it was in Colorado. Like yep. y'all gotta just peep the fact that we not well, we're not we're welcomed in plenty places because they want our black dollar. But don't ever think that they really want us there. They really truly desire to have us there. But when business is business, I'm finna get all the money I can because green is green. That's the biggest difference between the black the black business. And the in the American business, I don't even gotta call it a white business because an American business, they welcoming anybody. The black business is welcoming anybody, but everybody ain't fucking with it because of how it's catered, and you can tell what it's tailored to. Hey man, financial independence. I I, I, I wish it for for all of us. I hope we get there one day. But I'm telling y'all right now, if y'all don't understand how big of an impact. That this that this GME story is that this Robin Hood story is. If y'all don't understand that, well has been against this pandemic from the beginning due to the fact that it was gonna hurt us the most. Like Jay, how long I've been telling you about the wealth transfer that that happened and nobody gave a damn. The funny thing about the wealth transfer, you've been saying this since it's been damn near a year now. The funny thing mm-hmm. about the wealth transfer is now that I'm starting to hear it other places. I was like, I was like, damn, well been on this shit. But now I'm starting to hear it other places. And this is not no braggadocious shit. All I did was look at the Great Depression. That's that's why that's why I start fucking with stocks. This is some this is some fucked up shit. But I knew that when I started looking at stocks, maybe like late 2019, and I was like, man, you know, the dude like not necessarily financial investors, but like smart dudes on Reddit. And on YouTube was like, man, like you want to buy the dip. You want to buy the dip. And they kept saying, well, when you go into an election year, that's a good year to start looking at the stock market because shit becomes affordable. All of a sudden, <laughs> we go into this pandemic and we fucking basically see a crash that that happened like in February that was unprecedented. And I'm just sitting there like, well, shit, I'm still employed. I still got a job. I got some little change I can mess with. I'm going to get in there. And then, you know, like I said, like people like Donnie and I had other people that was like, hey, man, get on this, get on that. And I've always just said that I'm not a day trader. I don't do that Forex crap that people people are on. I kind of treat the stock market like a savings. But I also want to see my money actually go somewhere because, as you know, like, if I'm not mistaken, interest rates are at zero right now, right? They're, they're pretty damn low. For the, Interest, interest rates are pretty damn low, but loan rates aren't, which is a whole nother financial thing. Yeah, we can get into that another time. So, me putting me putting a thousand dollars into my savings. By the end of the year, what happens to my savings? Would I have a thousand dollars in one cent? <laughs> like, at at best, you get a nickel. You know, but if I put my money in the right places on the stock market. I can actually see some some nice gains if I don't even touch it for five years. So just imagine somebody. I was reading a story about somebody that had got uh, GameStop stocks like four years ago at like eighteen dollars a share. They have no reason to not sell. I'm getting off them hoes. I got eighteen shares at eighteen dollars, and we pushing four hundred right now. I'm out. What I'm out. What, what line am I holding? <laughs> what well, uh, hold the line? And that's what I, I, I try to tell people is like, look, you're not going to be that person that's like, 
okay, yeah, it peaked at 500 and I got out at 500. You're usually catching it on the backside. It's like, okay, it hit 500. It's 485. It's 460. It's 430. You catching it on the downslide. So, yeah, you can sit here and be like, man, I got out at 400. It jumped up to 485. Yeah, okay, you missed some change there too. But just be glad you got out at 400 and you didn't get out at 300. Because, yes, it's a gamble. I know a lot of anti-capitalists out there, they hate the stock market. But, hey, this was your chance. <laughs> if you had $100, you could have got in at AMC. I remember when I first got in on Robinhood, AMC was at, you know, once again, once AMC shut down and they couldn't make any money and they were on the verge of filing for bankruptcy in, like, April, AMC was, like, at three eighty five a share. And I, I, I got say, in at AMC at $2.88. Come on. Come on. And I want to, and they, they could see, you got to think about it. Did it get up to 14 or $18 this past week? It got up to $16. Come on. If you would have bought 100 shares at two, at less than $3, you basically putting in less than three. You got putting in less than $300 on the stock. Less than a year later, you're looking at a stock that, come on, bro. That you Come on. You can't be mad at that. I don't care if you're anti-capitalist or not. You can't be mad at that if you're selling nine months later. That's a good old pump and dump. Get off of it. What What really annoys me is that you'll see, oh, they stopped trading on AMC and GME because they're listed as extremely volatile. I have this, this gas, um, this oil and gas stock. It, too, is listed as extremely volatile. Because this is basically a which one, which one you got? Don't 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 keep it a secret. Let them know. This is this is gush. Okay. And it's it's extremely volatile. It's one of those ones that you either have to watch on a daily basis, or you say, hey, when it hits this price, move it because it moves very fast. But you kept trading on that. <sighs> yeah, Rob, Rob Hood's gonna pay, man. They're gonna pay for that shit. I, I'm I'm still and I'm I'm still learning. I, I can't just move my funds from Robinhood that easily just based on the fact that I'm not moving that much any like I'm not I'm not that big in the game anyway. It's people that's big in the game that's pissed right now. But I think if you're that big in the game, you shouldn't have been on Robinhood to begin with. I really think Robinhood, Robinhood, Webull, E Trade, if you're dealing with a free broker, then you're probably a beginner. Yeah. Outside of that, Very when, you, when you get uh, Yeah, once you once you get good at it. Then you get to your merit trades and whatever the other ones are. I'm not even going to front like I know, but for the most part, I know what meme stocks are. I know what it means for the market to be volatile. I know what hedge funds guys are. I learned a lot of that stuff like within the last year or two. I saw the big short years ago, and I didn't even understand that movie, but I damn sure get it now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just, but that's just, the, that's just, that's the method. I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the game. And I'm going to say it again. Y'all can burn down cities. Y'all can do all this crazy shit that y'all want to. But the fact of the matter is the way you get these guys, is you hit them where it hurts and it's their pockets. Until you understand that, then you are just a useful idiot. And all I saw for the past year was useful idiots, NPCs, and people being used by political parties for their gain. It's for their gain. It's not for yours. None of the stuff that politicians do is going to directly impact your life in a like instant gratification sort of way. Like 
they say and do things that aren't going to take effect for a few years and y'all eat it up like it's going to take place tomorrow. You hear people talk about moving the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Yeah, that shit's not going to come into effect until 2025. <laughs> that's at that's not a sudden increase. This doesn't happen yeah, overnight. Like, you just don't wake up and this number is the new number. And at the rate that we're going, by the time $15 is the federal average, dog, the dollar is going to be a joke. The dollar is going to be a joke. Like we haven't, once we come out of this recession type deal that we're dealing with that they don't like to coin as a recession, once we come out of this recession, depression type thing, things are going to change. And I'm telling you, 2022, 2023 is going to be wild. Enjoy those cheap trips to Colorado. Enjoy enjoy those cheap chip trips to the Cancun and Greece and all those, because I'm telling you, it's not gonna be easy to. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna. A lot of that stuff's not gonna be affordable anymore. Mm-mm. You know, I don't. I don't wish it, but the fact of the matter is, like, somebody's going to pay. Somebody's going to pay, and um. <laughs> in 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 the end, you guys just need to understand that the best way to win this, the best way to succeed in America is honestly to be smart with your money. I really feel like in these days, like you could be dumb in a lot of other places, but being smart with your money, man, that's that's a that's a mofo. And I really feel like our culture, our society, our generation today, I've said it time and time again, we want to look rich. We don't actually want to be rich and Bruh. we're not doing the things to get rich. <laughs> and that is terrifying to me. Oh, God. Anyways, man. We can go on and on and on. But Since my you said favorite, um, we're not using any hold music this episode, I'm going to bite my tongue on another comment about, you know, being smart with your money. But that's another story. I'm no storyteller. For sure, for sure. Um, um, and if all y'all that don't know, man, the quote of the week is pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. <laughs> and uh, I, I love it because... Uh, it, it it talks it talks about some that that explains so many aspects of of of, of our current culture and uh, make sure that when you when you when you hear that quote and when you see it you you understand like sometimes it's it's it you hold the line but sometimes it's smart to pull out like we understand. It's, it's often it's often smart to pull out, but uh, <laughs> shit. Um, you got any words of advice, my brother? Hey, man. First of all, I want to say I appreciate you, sir. This is this this was a very good episode. Um, I think we're I think we're coming in at roughly ninety minutes right now, give or take, and it's been a very good episode. But um, my words of advice, I feel like people actually let me give you the words and then let me give you the breakdown. Don't look for a fairy tale. Be the fairy tale that people want. And this kind of harkens back to something we said earlier in the episode where people kind of look like it's man, woman, and then this fairy tale umbrella that covers them that's like a Disney movie, that's like a notebook. Like we've said in um, previous episodes, sometimes their fairy tale is, a, is, a, is written by Stephen King. In this, in this instance and in reference, I think you need to focus on making yourself be that fairy tale, making yourself be that person that somebody is just 
so thankful and so grateful to have. And it's not the situation, but it's you, the value that comes from you being who you genuinely are and not some propped up Beauty and the Beast, Snow White, uh, Sleeping Beauty, Pocahontas, Princess and the Frog, Mulan, whatever your reference is to your fairy tale, be the person, not the story. For sure, for sure. Um, I like that. I like that. You know how I feel about fairy tales. I don't have any words of advice today, but I do have a, a, a fun fact. Um, kind of follows up with the with the Jamal Charles fun fact that you dropped on us. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago I, I was on Snapchat and you were um, you had, you were posting songs like you do, and I think you had posted a Frank Sinatra song. My way, <laughs> yeah. And I just thought that was so interesting, man, because I don't know I don't know if a lot of you guys out there know about the uh, the My Way murders. Are you familiar with the My Way murders? <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> Look. Uh, if you're if you're a fan of karaoke, look at look, go Google the My Way Murders, man. Uh, just to sum it up, um, it's 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 a conspiracy theory, but it's a known it's known fact that in Japan, when uh, karaoke was at its most popular state, um, whenever the song My Way would come on, something crazy would happen, and it, people would get shot, people would get stabbed. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that My Way, the song was being sung either wrong or it set off a trigger and people would get killed or something catastrophic would happen. And I just thought it was crazy when I saw you put that song up because I heard about that. And I'm like, I knew that song, but I didn't know that song. But then I heard the history of it. I'm like, that's scary. It's like almost like on The Happening the trees start going and people just get psycho. <laughs> like, damn, my way, come on, boy, start stabbing people. But uh, people start wilding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I thought that that was interesting, man. Uh, if you haven't heard the my way song, I mean, Frank Sinatra has a nice voice. People, people try to say that Sam, Sam Cooke was trying to be Frank Sinatra, trying to be the black Frank Sinatra. That's why he struggled early in his career. But um, that's you know could be myth. Who knows? You are who you are in this world. I, I like Sam. Yeah, yeah, I like Sam Cooke. I mean, whatever motivated Sam Cooke to be Sam Cooke, it is what it is. He, I ain't got he, nothing against Sam Cooke. I ain't got nothing against Bobby Womack. Just... Exactly, man. You know. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Uh, it, it was Bobby Womack, right? The one that, that on the one that did that he did redid the song for? No, 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 no. Well he wrote the song. That they were like beefed up. Wasn't it Sam Cooke? I thought and Bobby they were Womack? beefed up before the song. Yeah, they beefed up before the song. Didn't didn't like well, okay, how'd it go? Did Sam Cook take Bobby's wife and then wear Bobby's yeah. um clothes to the funeral? Or how how did that go? I've heard some wild shit about Sam Cook. I'm gonna tell you like that, man. Sam Cook took a lot of wives, I think, bro. That's... I'm gonna be honest with you. I've heard some crazy shit. That's that's a new one for me. I I knew he was beefed up with a couple of people though. Sam Cook ain't give a damn though. Shit, he he low key almost led Malcolm. I'm about to get Malcolm Fool ass. He's about to get he's about to dig ass out. And it's like it's yeah. like shit, you got the heavyweight champion of the world in the room with you and you about to fight Malcolm X. So Malcolm was problematic, man. But Mal- Malcolm also had a death wish. And we can get into that another time. I definitely think he had a death wish. I think he was suicidal to an extent because he just realized that he was fighting a losing battle. 
he was really he was really a pawn in so many ways. And once he tried to like king himself, it was like, nah, bro, you ain't got you ain't got it. No, you ain't got it. Um, but anyways, man, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know on SoundCloud. If you didn't enjoy this episode, like Bomani Jones says, you probably just a hater. Uh, <laughs> if you're on Apple, make sure you rate. Uh, I'd like it if you leave a comment. I see the the ratings going up from time to time. I promise if you leave us a negative rating, we ain't going to do like Google did and, and Apple and, and take away the negative ratings for Robin Hood because that was some fuck shit. <laughs> but uh, we accept we accept all criticism, man. And um, I, if you I got fully understand chat, that it's, it's not for everybody. Yeah, straight up, straight up. And speaking of things and not for everybody, man, you know, if you can't, if you can't put some change into Dogecoin and pump it up, we can take it to the moon. It's okay. It's okay. Just understand that when it hit a dollar, when it hit a dollar, we gonna buy rocket ship for real. Say, I'm tell you right now, I'm not even guaranteed to make it to a dollar. I might get giddy and cash out early. <laughs> like at eight, at seven cents. <laughs> but no, nah, man. All jokes aside, man. Uh, as always, thank you and you're welcome. And uh, with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But, ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?